Hey guys, my name is Will. And I'm Liz. And this is the Are You Ready to Ramble podcast. So uh, pretty much this is just a new thing that I'm trying, uh, you know, new year, new me, um, just, you know, trying to see what I can make out of this podcast thing. So pretty much it's just me and a whole bunch of my friends getting together, my girlfriend and I, Liz, and just kind of shooting the shit and just talking about whatever. So... Um, yeah, so this is, this is what it is, so, um. Apologies if we're not doing things right, if you hear stuff, we're, this is new to us, we're just trying to figure out this whole podcasting thing. Yeah, I mean, we're, like, we're in a spare room in our apartment here, and it is hot, really hot, but this is the quietest place we can get. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, you know, new things, venturing into new stuff, so, um, we have a topic that we're going to talk about, but I mean, we'll see if we get to talk about it. I hope so. It was a good topic. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so I mean, pretty much the topic is, uh, what was the topic? Um, oh, immigrant parents and validating their children's feelings. Well, just in general, immigrant parents and their children and how, how they're raised are. and... yeah. Definitely. So, um, I guess, you know, brief background on, you know, who we are. Uh, I'm Filipino and I'm Mexican. So pretty much the same thing. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, you know, we just jump straight into it. So our cultures are pretty much the same. I mean, they're the same. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also big differences. Yeah. But we just also differences is that you're a boy. Yeah. You grew up in a family full of boys where Facts. I grew up in a family full of girls. Facts. So the way we were raised, although there are some similarities, there's big differences just with that aspect that you're a boy and I'm a girl. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, my family has a, a lot of boys, mostly boys. All Me, my brother, all my cousins are boys except one girl. Um, and then Liz's family is all, all girls. The majority <clears throat> of the family is girls. Um, sprinkle of boys. With <laughs> a sprinkle of boys. Yeah, so um, in terms of, I mean, if you don't know, uh, like Filipino Mexican culture are same but different. Um, I'm not gonna go into the whole uh, history of that. If you know, you know. If you don't, look it up. Um, so, I mean, for you growing up as uh, a girl in the Mexican household, I mean, what, how what was that like? We were basically raised up to be wives and mothers. Yeah. And housewives, basically. Mm-hmm. We learned how to cook and clean at early age. And we're, I mean, in my experience, I was helping raise children and at like six years old. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 25 now. I'm going to be 26 this year. So just imagine just from the age of six, I've always been around kids and helping raise kids. 20 years of maternal experience. (laughs) Yeah. Ellen, anybody that gets to know me they always end up telling me that i give them mom vibes and i it's because i basically help raise like 10 kids do you have a nickname 
for your maternal values. <laughs> for my maternal values? Yeah. A nickname? No. No, they don't call you like Mama Liz or anything? Sometimes, some people, but it's not. I get called Mama Liz by like my friends whenever like we're going out and I get into the mom mode and I just want to take care of everybody, but no, usually not. I mean, I've gotten called mom plenty of times by the kids, but... (laughs) I mean, you look like your sisters, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of like the Filipino culture, Mexican culture with like the women at least, that's kind of the same. I can't speak on it, but... um, it's mostly the same, you know, the wives are raised to be, or the wives, the, the women are raised, raised to be uh, housewives, pretty much. Um, and then the men are, you know, the breadwinners and everything like that. You know, they go to work, work hard, bring home the bread, support their kids, support their family and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure that's how it is in just about any culture, especially, I mean, Mexican culture as well or what? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. That's how it's always been seen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I feel like in a lot of, like, ways, um, you know, like, in tradition, I guess, like, men are, like, supposed to be, like, super hard, macho, no feelings. Um, I can't say that for all men, but I know for a fact that some Filipino men are kind of, eh, they kind of stray away from that, you know? Like, they're not super macho, but they're not super feminine. They're kind of, like, in the middle. Like, they love their wives. Um, At least from what I've seen in my family. I can't speak for other Filipinos. But, like, they really show uh, some affection, a lot of affection for their wives and stuff. And, you know, they're not super, like, you know, go go make me my meal. I'm home from work. Go make me my meal. Yeah, whereas in Mexicans... Well, at least Mexican men that grew up in Mexico, that's how they were raised. Very macho, machismo. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't show feelings. That's how they were raised. Whereas I see now a lot of Mexican-American men, they don't have a lot of that machismo, especially if they're second, third generation. That machismo kind of like trinkles down. Yeah. But if you're still that first generation or if you just came from Mexico, you definitely still see that machismo going on and that's what really made me not want to be with a Mexican or at least like eventually get married to a Mexican man because I saw that growing up and I didn't like it I mean my father had a lot of machismo going on but as the years went on he lessened it a lot more mm-hmm. he's still that in that machismo like set like mindset but not a hundred percent like he very much is like i understand women have rights they have a right to speak their mind and things like that but i I understand (laughs) that women are people i guess (laughs) yeah like that's how he is you know and he's like you guys have every right to make up your mind do what you want you know Mm -hmm. um but i've definitely seen those mexican men that just aren't that way and that's what really made me not want to be with a mexican if like you go and see like all the men that I really liked. It's well, it's mostly been white men. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the first Asian guy I've ever dated. <laughs> you know what it is. So it was completely different for not only me but my whole family because I was the first person to date outside of a Mexican and white culture. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I mean, in the Filipino culture, like, I don't know if there... I mean, I'm sure there is some men are, that are, like, uh, super, like, machismo. You know, before we go into that, what is machismo, for those who don't know? Okay, if, can you explain that it's, as best as you can? It's basically, like... Like, male privilege. Mm-hmm. The Mexican male privilege. Um, the man is head of the household. They make all the decisions. You listen to them, and only them... They have all the power. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. They are everything. The woman is comes second, maybe even third. Mm-hmm. They're seen as they're not seen as equals in that aspect. Right. So if you were like so in the Mexican machismo hierarchy, or how would you rank it? Like men, and then what? And it's then men, then friends or something. sons. Uh-huh friends and then wives okay so and then the children but that's that's and for me that's how i see it right okay yeah i mean i i i don't know if there's much of that in the filipino culture i i'm i don't doubt that there is some men like that in the filipino culture who are like super machismo like same thing how you explain like me first and then wife is like third fourth priority but from what I've seen, at least in my family, like like I said, like the men are very affectionate towards their wives, except one. I won't get into that. You know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the men are, you know, really affectionate to their wives. And, you know, they really like, I, I think that it's them first, wife second, you know, or, you know, in some, I guess some people are wife first, them second, but at least in my family, it's, it's, you know, wives are definitely top priority. And then children too i think they're grouped into the same category as wife but um you know at least in filipino culture um i don't think there's super hyper masculine men um that are like that because from what from the research that i've done like in the filipino culture women um are praised more than anything else you know like that like women are very strong in the filipino culture like they are like how would you know how you how you would vision envision like a very strong woman is what Filipinos see them as? Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes some sense. Yeah. Okay, maybe I I'll explain that better. But, um, yeah. Uh, but as far as like you know, like the whole machismo culture first, like generation Mexicans, and then that passing them, you know, down to the generations and stuff. Like the younger kids, they don't. Do they, do, at least what you see in the Mexican culture, do they do they act more like, more like their fathers, or are they kind of branching away from traditional like machismo Mexican ways? Or it depends. Um, within my family, I can definitely see that the boys are kind of branching out of that, mm-hmm. but that's because my sisters are really strong women. Mm-hmm. And they've instilled that in them. I mean, I have one nephew who I would say might have that machismo mentality just because his dad is that way. And my sister doesn't, well, at least publicly with us, do I see her correct the behavior. Mm, So I don't know if at home she does or if she doesn't. But I only see one of my nephews like really actually 
having more of that machismo mentality than my other nephews. Do you feel like if he were to kind of like stray away from it or just kind of like voice his opinion like, hey, I don't know if I want to be, you know, I don't I don't like the way you think dad or I don't like or if he goes to his mom, like, I don't like the way dad is and what he says. Do you think he'd ever do that? I'm not sure. Maybe he'd probably tell my sister. He probably wouldn't tell his dad just because he definitely looks up to his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that'll be something that he would do. Right. So that guess like that goes into uh, kind of ties into our topic. So uh, <laughs> immigrants, parents validating their kids in general and like you know feelings and actions and stuff like that so um you know when you were growing up uh how were your parents with you like just in general were they kind of like you know really strict on you like you would try to talk to them or speak some sense to them but they're like yeah whatever you don't know what you're talking about well i'm the fourth one Uh and there's always that saying that parents the more that you have the youngest ones always they're more lenient which is true because I've talked to my older three sisters and they they always tell me that my parents have been way more lenient I've been able to to do so much more and get so much more than they ever did and I didn't understand it until like a few years ago where I saw my youngest sister where my parents have really like shown that like they're they're tired. Mm-hmm. They've been raising kids their whole life, and they've she's they're very lenient with her. She's able to go out way more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Like she was able to go to, to like school dances and not have to beg and plead, like I did to go to school dance. That's crazy to a school dance. <laughs> to a school dance. That's crazy. Um. So there's definitely that, but with my parents, um, my parents are both very different. My dad is very loving. And um, he shows emotions to an extent. Again, he's a man, Mexican Mm. man. Not really big on showing emotions. But he is more of the type where you can go to him and talk to him about things and give him a hug and he'll hug you back. He's very loving. Whereas my mom, because of how she was raised, she's, and this sounds bad to say, but she's (laughs) a little bit more cold. Cold as ice? Not as ice, but just colder Mm -hmm. and she wasn't somebody that I knew I could just go up to her and just hug her out of nowhere or just say hey mom I love you Mm -hmm. because she kind of was just like why are you doing this why are you saying this why do you love me (laughs) yeah like it's it's you can't just do it randomly she's gotten a lot better over the years now Mm -hmm. I can do it and but I think just because she knows that's how I am and that's how I want to show my affection towards her and Mm -hmm. I think now that I've moved out of the house she appreciates it a lot more Mm -hmm. that I go up to her and I hug her and I tell her I love you so it's really different like I I grew up and I always kind of felt like on my own again but I had sisters that are like 10 plus years older than me and I have a little sister that's 10 years younger than me Mm -hmm. so I was kind of just alone for a lot of the time um we moved out here to Arizona when I was really young, away from all my family, so I didn't have cousins around either. Uh, so I just felt kind of like lonely the majority of my childhood, mm-hmm. up until like my nieces and nephews got a little bit older, and then I had friends. So with my parents, it was kind of just like they were mom and dad, and they enforced the rules Excuse kind me. of thing. 
and it was always if I wanted to do anything at any time I always had to clean something had to be cleaned and then it was I it was I was still not sure if I could you had to go out and do stuff yeah like your I, hobbies yeah and I and I still wasn't guaranteed that I could go out with my friends if I wanted to mm-hmm. even if I cleaned and did everything I needed to do yeah yeah definitely that's how it was for me too um with my mom at least I had to it wasn't guaranteed I mean I could go out but it wasn't guaranteed I definitely had to do a chore or chores to see if I could buy my way out of the house. Did your parents have the thing where they had to know who you were going out with and their parents? Not their parents, but definitely who I was going out with. Uh, I know my mom tried to one time with, you know, my best friend, uh, Kevin. He, she wanted to, well, I guess she did ultimately meet his mom, uh, but it was kind of like, in passing yeah um but for the majority of my uh time going out as a young man a teenager i kind of didn't even ask for permission i most of the time in high school i would just after school i would go out and then uh beg for mercy after (laughs) i started doing that too my senior year of high school but um we Mexicans have saying no te manda sola, which kind of means like you don't you don't just do whatever you want, mm-hmm. especially whenever you're still living under the parents. My my house, my rules. Yeah, my house, my rules, definitely. So I would always have to ask, and in high school, even middle school, I could not go to like sleepovers or anything because my mom was just worried that one I was in a house that she didn't know mm-hmm. anybody in there and she was also afraid of like well like of something happening to me like sex <laughs> like <laughs> n- not sex more like she didn't know if the the husband the dad of my friend or if they had brothers mm-hmm. if you know they would try something so sex like sex but like <laughs> ultimately like rape Okay. You know, they right, that right, right. she didn't want that for me. Which I understand now that I'm older, but at the same time I kinda wish she did let me have those sleepovers, those experiences. Mm. Because I didn't get those and you know what, my nieces and nephews get that more and I'm glad that my sisters are more um lenient in that way. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but the majority of them they are. So I did I always would ask for permission, rarely would I ask for forgiveness. <laughs> no, I, I would rather ask for forgiveness than for permission because then I'd never live out those experiences. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, golly. Um, but as far as like, for me at least, when I was like sleeping over, my parents, even though my parents or my mom at least knew who I, whose house I was sleeping over at, it was still like trying to pull teeth with her. Um, with my cousins... I, she knew, you know, the mom very well. Well, duh, because they were her family. Yeah. I mean, so these are like, siblings. These are these are cousins who are not really cousins, oh, but those are cousins. cousins yeah. You know, you know them for so long. They're kind of cousins, and their their parents are aunt and uncle to you. So, like, we've known each other for I mean years and years and years. Um, so I would they would ask me, hey, you know, hey, go ask your mom so you can sleep over at the house. I'm like, I don't know. 
I can ask, but it's it's not a guarantee. So what I would do is I'd have um, one of their moms try to uh, get my mom to try to convince her to sleep over. And it, it would work like maybe 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, I, I, I'd get to sleep over, but then I'd definitely uh, hear it afterwards. Did she ever pull the card of like, oh, why don't they just come and sleep over? At, all the time. Yeah, my mom time. too. I'm all like, our house is not fun. <laughs> There's nothing to do at our house. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, what are they going to do here? There's nothing to do. I don't have, this one. I have a small room. We have, you know, there's nothing to do there. Yeah. And I'd have more fun going over there. Plus, I tried to bargain with her. I was like, do you really want to clean up after, you know, five teenagers? Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to do? Let me sleep over at their house then. I tried yeah. to bargain with her. Yeah. See, in high school, once I got my group of friends, um, my house basically became the hangout house. Mm-hmm. Because my parents were really cool, really chill. Of course, they still had their rules and we still had to, like, follow and be respectful. But two of my best friends, their parents were a lot different, more strict, Mm -hmm. always on us, watching us, seeing what we're doing. Whereas my parents, they kind of just came in and out and they'd be willing to have conversations with us. Do your thing, don't fuck Yeah, just do do your thing. (laughs) Make sure the house is good. Respect the house. Respect us. Respect our rules. Mm -hmm. And my friends, it, my house was just the house to hang out with. Even still to this day, like, I'll invite my friends over to my parents' house if I'm out over there. Yeah, that that's more how it is now with my parents. Whenever we go back to visit, obviously, you know, we're there at their house. And all my friends, I just say, hey, come over to the crib, bro. Come chill if you got some time. So that's the, ho- that's the house. But back when I was a teenager, man, that house was like, nah, I don't want to do anything at my house because my house is boring. Yeah. But yeah, with me at least, so I don't know how it was. I mean, obviously for you, with you know being a, a you know female, it's hard. It was harder for you to hang out with your friends a lot. But for me, I was <clears throat> like I said, I was going out with my friends no problem, and begging for mercy afterwards. So for me, every time I'd hang out with my friends, I don't know if your parents have ever done this, but uh, my mom would say, "You're gonna go hang out with them." You might as well just pack up your shit and go live at their house then. No, since my... you're always hanging out with them. <laughs> no, my parents uh, never said that. No. Um, no, they would say, "This house, this is your house. This is not a hotel." That's what they would say to me. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, okay. I was like, okay. but I just, it's just one night. But of course, my parents were like, no, that's yeah. not going to happen. So there's a few times I did. End up sleeping over at a friend's house, but that's because, like, I, by that point, I was driving, and I would purposely stay longer, like, really late, and I was like, Mom, I'm too tired to Yeah, Mom, I was like, I'm really tired, and it's, like, it's just too late to be driving, I can get in a car accident, can I just please stay over, can I please just stay the night, and she would reluctantly just say yes. <laughs> She's like, fuck, but, all right, yeah, fine. <laughs> I, yeah, but just like, you yeah, kind of like... I paid for it the next day. I definitely had to be cleaning all day for the rest, like of the day once I got home. Yeah, I never understood like why like parents would like. I, I mean, I get I I don't know. We're not parents, so yeah. I guess. But you know, I, I I'm sure like a lot of it has to do with just the fear of not knowing what you're doing and what you could you know potentially or what could potentially happen to you. Yeah. Um, but for me, 
at least. I mean, I was a fucking, I was a great kid. I mean, I was a good kid, too. I listened. I barely got in trouble. I, my grades were good, you know, like A's, B's, a few C's there, here no. and there. See, that's where we differ. I, <laughs> my grades were C's, D's, and F's, but I wasn't doing anything crazy. Like, I never, as a teenager, I never did drugs. I never did, I know, I never, you know, got into alcohol. I never did anything. I just like spending time with my friends. And my friends, on the other hand... They were different. They did everything I was not doing, but I was just hanging around them. And my parents, or at least my mom, would just be like, "Oh my god!" Like I, they they have that thing. You're like, you know, I was a teenager once. I know what teenagers do, so I I kind of have an idea of what you might be doing. But yeah. in reality, it's like, nah, I'm not doing that stuff. Like, mom, I really like just to hang out with my friends. I'm not doing drugs. But I, but see, the difference between us is that your parents got married and had kids, what, in their late 20s? I think. Early, early mid-20s? Yeah. Where my mom and dad got married 19, when my dad was 19, my mom was 17, because my mom got pregnant at 16. Mm. So my mom's biggest worry was always getting pregnant early mm. and I would always tell her like no mom I was like that's not gonna happen to me yeah regardless of what I'm doing and yeah I was sexually active in high school so <gasps> during my teen years I was <laughs> but I was always really careful like I knew I was being smart about what I was doing mm. so I mean I'm like I said I'm gonna turn 26 and still no kids and not, like not even a slight chance of it. Yeah. Have have your parents ever give you know, like give you the talk about the birds and the bees no, and stuff like that? Listen, no? no, my parents my mom was always just don't do it, wait until marriage. Virginity is sacred and that's you should just stay a virgin until you get married. And like when I was little, of course, yeah, I listened to my parents and I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Especially gr- growing up Catholic, that's mm. a whole nother thing. Um, I definitely, that was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a virgin. I'm going to be a virgin to high school, get, like, get married. Of course, I got into high school and that completely changed. Like it went downhill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are my choices and I stand by my choices. I don't regret them. Mm-hmm. And so my, that was my, my talk with my mom and my dad would always say, keep a dime between your knees. What does that do? So to basically keep my legs closed. <laughs> okay. That was the talk. I I didn't have a sex talk. I didn't have a period talk. Anything that I knew about sex was if I asked my sisters, if I overheard conversations, or in school, which is the worst place to like mm-hmm. learn about sex education. Yeah, my my sex ed talk was with my mom, and it was just kind of out of the blue. I was like uh, maybe like fourteen or fifteen at the time. I was just downstairs in the house. Uh, I think it was, I was like, I don't know, I was doing something. I was grabbing a meal or something, and she came down, <clears throat> excuse me, and she talked to me, and she goes, hey, so, you know, you're at that age now, <laughs> so, if you need condoms, just let me know, and I can get them for you, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks, mom, and that was kind of, and that was pretty much it, and I was like, yeah, at the time, 14, I was like, I just got into, I just got into pornography at that time, so I was like, hey, this shit could happen, but I'm not doing it, because, you know, at that time, I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm more interested in other things, like pornography. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, JK, 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 no, but, 
<clears throat> yeah, that the the extent of that talk was just like, yeah, do you need condoms? Mine was pretty much just like, yo, if you you need it, I got you. Just let me know. You know, I'll keep you strapped up. But that that was it. That was that was it. My Nothing dad about like sexually transmitted infections. Nothing like that. Like. <clears throat> don't like this is to make sure not to get a girl pregnant consent nothing i i mean you know i have a bad memory so it could i be. mean yeah you know it's from what i recall is just you need con the whole thing was you need condoms let me know i'll get it for you yeah that's it what about your dad did your dad nothing 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 from him <laughs> nothing wow. for him but yeah my dad is he's i don't think i don't think he really knew how to talk about certain things or try to relate them to me and I think that's what it is for like a lot of parents like with some parents just you don't know how to relate to kids and that's why some of these conversations are really awkward to them or they just kind of you know perceive or like, you, you they say it in the only way they know how to so when it you know when it comes to us and they speak to us about it it's kind of like what the hell was that about yeah you know so like when you're when you and your dad said you know keep a dime between your legs, to him that made sense. But to you was like okay. Yeah, I definitely asked him. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, keep your legs closed. And I was like, okay. Oh, could just said that. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I like I said that was not a good sex talk at all. Yeah. yeah. Like I got my period and I didn't know what the hell to do. Like I <laughs> I had to ask my sisters like what do I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like bleeding. This has never happened to me. Yeah. What's going on with my body? Yeah, I, and I couldn't relate to my mom because I'd asked my mom, and I don't know why she acted like she's never had a period, but she didn't even talk to me about those things, never about like cramps or anything. Like, yeah, I mean, and I, when I did ask her, she's like, "Oh, it's just because I didn't go through it when I was your age, so I can't really relate to you." What? And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." I'm like, "She's like, I got my periods, but I didn't have the symptoms you did, so I don't know." Damn. I was like, "Okay, that's." Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks, mom. but no thanks. Thanks for your help, mom. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, I didn't get those talks. I don't think my mom will ever. I don't think she ever gave those talks to the the only girl in my family. But I don't know how it was for them. I'm sure that talk was awkward. But um, so <coughs> excuse me. When it came to like uh, when you know getting older and stuff like that, and your parents just like, oh, oh shit, she's you know kind of at that age now where she is gonna start dating. What what was that conversation like? Uh, it wasn't. There weren't conversations. It was always kind of like just. There's the same thing tied into don't spread <clears throat> your legs. That always be careful. Don't rush into things. Um, but I mean, I've always had a lot of like. influences i have i saw a lot of relationship mm-hmm. issues in my life where i was really opposed to like marriage like that's not what i wanted to do because seeing it firsthand from my parents from my parents to my siblings and their marriages and how crazy and chaotic and complicated and hard it could be Mm -hmm. i didn't want to go through that because i saw how much heartache it could be definitely now being with you it definitely changed my mind because you're so (laughs) you're you're so different compared to like the men that i was that i grew up around so it definitely changed my mind but 
my parents, they always knew that I would date and they would just hope that I had the like right mindset to mm. date the right person and to know when a, like to get out of a relationship or when not to get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of different. Um, I think for the longest time, they didn't tell me, but I, I'm it's something that I could sense from them. I think my parents thought I was gay. Just because you weren't dating Because I wasn't dating or I never really showed interest in, like, you know, women. Like, I'd yeah. never come home and be like, uh, oh, I had... Oh, you know what? There was this one time. It was actually in middle school. I had a, a girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. or for whatever it was at the time for a middle schooler. It was puppy love. Yeah. And I think that was the first time. But I don't think they were like, yeah, whatever. He's, he's fucking... He's 12, 13. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what that shit is. So, not validated. So... And then, like, throughout high school, I never really showed uh, interest in, like, any women. And so I think they, they thought I was gay. I mean, that's... They probably did. I feel like boys... Again, I don't know because I didn't grow up around mm. them. They're not very vocal with a lot of stuff. You guys keep a lot of stuff in. Yeah. it's. I feel like everything's just, like, a need-to-know basis with boys. Whereas, at least for me and with for my experience everybody knew I was boy crazy I vocalized who I liked what I liked what boys I liked mm-hmm. I was a freaking boy crazy I had posters of the Jonas Brothers and all these boys on my wall so it was clear mm-hmm. that I was straight and these are the type of boys that I like well maybe so um, I, maybe I should rephrase it I didn't show interest in girls to them but I was interested in seeing some women on the computer screen. <laughs> See, I, I no problem. I, I knew what I was. They they definitely questioned me because I mean, who, who's gonna tell you? Like, if your mom asks you, like, hey, are you, are your parents ask you, are you interested in any you know anybody at school, any girls? I'm like, no, not really. But I'm watching a lot of porno, mom. So, oh yeah, yeah. But I a lot. I, they definitely thought I was gay. Well, they didn't say, but I'm sure they thought of it. I know, I know for sure some of my friends thought it was gay because I was like, "Man, yo, you don't talk to any women." I'm like, "Sorry." Is it because you just really, truly weren't interested? There wasn't any girls that you went to school with that you really weren't interested in. I mean, there was, but you never know it because <laughs> I wouldn't say it. You know, but definitely like you know, going back to what you said, like saw some guys are like kind of you know on a need to know basis when it comes to like information. Like it's true. Um, but I think it's subjective to who the guy is. I'm definitely getting better at, you know, letting you know stuff. You know, yeah. a lot of the stuff is, um, a lot of the stuff that I keep to myself is really minuscule. But, you know, some of the bigger stuff, like, you know, some cheese man or whatever, I'll let you know. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, if something happened to work, like, oh yeah, I had a burrito today at work. Do you, you know, you don't really need to know that, do you? No. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just subjective to who the guy is. I know for sure, at least for me, me and my, you know, friends, you know, Kevin, them, we we talk to each other about more in depth and like in our feelings and stuff because we know what we're going through. Right. You know what I mean? So like I, I can speak to Kev in confidence about what I'm feeling and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know, dude, definitely. That's what I'm feeling too. Whereas some men, if they were to, you know, v- voice their um thoughts 
or convey their feelings to like their you know um their significant other they would feel like they'd get judged mm-hmm. you know so it's definitely you know subjective to who who the guy is and i guess who the partner is as well as mm-hmm. like you know if you're if you're open to taking in you know the feelings of uh, another person and instead of attacking them just kind of you know empathize or sympathize with them then they feel like more open to talking to you about it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i know some guys are definitely like nah like you know kind of ties into you know machismo need to know yeah don't fucking ask me about shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah so that's definitely one thing um but But like to get back into the topic about like just our parents and like immigrant parents yeah both of our parents immigrated from their home countries Uh so obviously your parents from the philippines and mine from mexico Mm. um and i know this is a big topic and we talk about this all the time where i feel like you know with that validation thing that we were talking about Mm -hmm. i always strive to like get that validation for my parents Mm -hmm. to be quote unquote that perfect daughter to do things the right way Mm -hmm. especially because I saw my older sisters doing things in an order that my parents probably wouldn't have agreed on Mm -hmm. they probably would have they most likely wanted it done a different way but you know they're just happy that their daughters are healthy and happy and have their families Mm -hmm. Whereas to me, I was so, like, stuck on, like, doing everything the right way for my parents. Yeah. And I feel like for you, that's different because you definitely, even now, you vocalize that, like, you're not like that. You're kind of just like, no, I'm going to do me the way I want to do me. Yeah. Like, my parents, regardless of the fact of what they want me to do, I'm still going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, kind of what I just base my philosophies on in life is like you know you can't live off of the validation of your parents your whole life at at one point when I was definitely younger like excuse me when I was like you know in in my teenage years I'm like you know I really want to make my parents happy because making my parents happy is gonna make me happy that's what i thought at the time Mm -hmm. but as i got older you know i came to a point where i realized you know like i I can't live for my parents you know validation anymore because that's not gonna make me happy because the things they want me to do is not what i want to do so like i can't like my parents for a lot of filipinos um they would they would want their kids to work in the medical field so like being a doctor or a nurse you know anything that would make a lot of money something that's safe and that would make you a lot of money but for a lot of um filipino kids or filipino american kids at least you know some of them do go into the field and they do uh enjoy doing what they do in the medical field like as a nurse or a doctor dentist whatever it may be um but for you know a good chunk of uh filipino americans that's not what they want to do. Right. So for me, I was part of that chunk of kids, the Filipino-American kids that did not want to work in the medical field. Ultimately, I, you know, still ended up in it because it's true. I mean, it, it does make good money. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make a living off of it, but it doesn't make you happy. Does it make me happy? I wouldn't say so. 
but you know I'm I'm out here surviving. But right. anyway, to get back into it, like you, I, I don't think that you should oops, um, really, you know, live for the validation of our parents anymore. Because the reality of it is, your parents they're gonna they're gonna pass away. Their, their time the time will come where your parents are not gonna be on this earth anymore, and then you're still gonna be stuck with like oh, I still need to somehow make my parents happy because making them happy is gonna make me happy. But for me, I, it came to a point where I'm like, you know what? My parents are going to love me either way. Mm-hmm. Whether they're <laughs> disappointed in the choices that I make. Or, you know, I'm not, you know, making the choices that they would make. I'm still going to do me. Yeah. You know? And I'm, like, slowly getting there. Like, I understand that. Like, whatever I do, my parents are going to be happy for me. And they're going to love me no matter what. Mm-hmm. I've just always wanted to make them proud. And I and I do believe that I have made them proud. I mean, I I went to school, I got my degree, I'm in the career field that I that I chose to be in. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm happy. I I don't complain about my life very much or very often. Mm-hmm. And they see that, so I think I have made them proud, but like again, they're my parents and I love them and yeah. I'm always going to want to make them proud. Yeah. I may not need their full-on validation anymore, but I definitely still am going to want to make them proud. And I don't know if this is just, like, a me thing or, like, a Mexican thing. It's, like, even if they're, once they're gone, which I hope doesn't happen for a really long time, like, I'm still going to want to make them proud of me even after they're gone. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's, you know, natural for, you know, a, a, us children is to always you know, want to make our parents proud. But I mean, what I guess what I was trying to get at is there's other ways you can make your parents proud as opposed to doing what they want you to do. Yeah, and I'm definitely not doing everything they wanted me to do because yeah. if I did, I we wouldn't be living together. No, definitely. Without being married, <laughs> you know? Definitely, definitely. I wouldn't have been doing the stuff I was doing in high school because if I, if I lived my life Part of the way my parents wanted it, specifically just my mom, I would have been a virgin for way longer. Mm. I would have gotten, I would have had you, like, if you really wanted me to live with you, like, I would have made us get married before anything, you know, like, I would have followed everything to the T, but at the same time, I knew that wasn't me, I knew that's not what I wanted to do, Mm. so in that aspect, like, I didn't fully live for and by my parents' yeah. roles. Yeah. my I mean, my parents were, you know, virtually the same. Like, the, you, for me at least, like, you know, go to school, uh, get a good job, marry someone, Filipino. <laughs> that, that was that was one big thing. I mean, I mean, you know, I just, you know, explained how I was. Like, I'm not living for my parents' validation. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But definitely one of the things that my parents, especially my grandma was like when it comes to relationships go you you need to marry a filipino woman and make sure she's a nurse so that way you can bring it to america and then you guys can live good oh but she had to be from the philippines she had to be from the philippines because she had to, to learn to she had to speak the language right right so that way they could you know relate to you know my family uh, mm-hmm. and that and i was like uh, no not gonna happen I, I nothing wrong. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with my, you know, my fellow Filipinos and my, you know, Filipino women. You're still fine and all, but I wasn't into y'all. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you know, like them Latina girls, you know what I'm saying? But no, definitely like, yeah, a lot of the things that my parents wanted me to do, I was like, mm, except for being in the medical field, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't say like the, <clears throat> excuse me, the stuff that they wanted me to do was wrong. I just didn't think it was for me. Right. You know, like I, I could, I could create my own path in life and still end up where I need to be in life ultimately. I just don't feel like I should do it in the way my parents want to because the way they want me to do is not going to make me happy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I just don't have any interest of, you know, doing what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously that was yeah <laughs> for you too. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, uh, in other terms like validation this is one thing I wanted to talk about too like when it comes to mental health in <laughs> in like most you know family immigrant families at least um I don't feel like it's like really it's not spoken about it's not it's not spoken about it's not spoken or it's not brought up brought in. up or like truly believed it's in it's like not a non-existent like yeah like in at least for like when I was growing up like um mental uh what was i gonna say i don't know oh uh yeah (laughs) geez speaking about mental stuff but no oh definitely like um you know like stuff like depression and anxiety and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like my parents like they would not like they they couldn't comprehend what that meant Mm -hmm. you know and i don't i think there's you know now that you know they're getting a little older they're starting to understand about like more about like oh okay so I, you know this is what you went through when you were you know growing up mm-hmm. I guess you know I can kind of see like how it was back then um you know but when I try to you know speak to them about it like when I was a teenager and like I, you know I, I feel like this I don't know what I'm feeling inside but sometimes you know I have these days where I just I'm like I don't want to do anything and I feel really sad, you know, and then like other days I just feel like, you know, impending doom mm-hmm. and they just kind of chalked it up to yeah, you're just being lazy. <laughs> you're just being lazy. Yeah, I would definitely get that too. Like I, but even cause we didn't talk about it and not even in school, did you talk? Like, did we talk about those mm-hmm. things? Like I didn't know about mental health until like I got older, like I was in my, tw- like, like early i mean i'm we're still in our early 20s but like just recently basically i didn't know a lot about mental health Mm -hmm. so i definitely knew i had depression um once i learned about what depression was when Mm -hmm. i was young of course i didn't know what it was before i just knew i felt sad and i didn't want to do anything take it i mean like I am a lazy person and I do like to just like lay around and do nothing and watch TV shows and just binge watch stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely had those moments where like I didn't want to do anything. I genuinely didn't want to get out of of my room, out Mm -hmm. of my bed. And I didn't know that I was, I knew I was sad Mm -hmm. because I have like I, I grew up with like my parents having like marital issues, being alone a lot, not really having anybody there for me, mm-hmm. like out of like a sibling or like somebody close, um, weight issues, getting made fun of because of my weight issues. Mm-hmm. So I definitely was like a sad kid. Um, and I just I didn't know that it was like depression. 
And then when I started my career as a nurse, I never knew what anxiety felt like until then. Definitely. Like, I didn't realize how bad my anxiety was or could be. Mm -hmm. Um, In nursing school, I didn't feel anxiety. I was just always stressed. I was in constant state of stress, and then I'd be depressed or just mostly stressed. Mm-hmm. But once I got into the career, um, I I didn't why I going to work was the hardest one of the hardest things to do because I was always worried that I was going to do something wrong. Mm-hmm. And in my career field, if you do something wrong, it's a patient's life. Yeah, no, it's a definitely. it's a life. Definitely. So in the smallest thing, yeah. So I had a lot of anxiety. Now it's not as bad or even there. I still get it every now and then, but mm. definitely mental health is not something talked about um, at all. Even between my sisters now, um, my older sisters, they don't talk about it often either. Do you or, feel and they like don't your, understand it very well either. Right. Do you feel like your sisters um, kind of share, you know, your older sisters, obviously, do you feel like they share the same, like, um, ideology as your parents do? Because they were raised around that time where they were still kind of young. Mm-hmm. And so, like, do you think, like, they kind of have the same, like, thought process or mentality? That they I do? think so, but I think they've also, like, are getting a little bit more educated. I know my oldest sister... She has a hard time um, with accepting that she also has, like, mental health issues. Mm. Her, that her children have it, too. Mm. And it's hard for her to accept it. She would always just kind of, like, brush it off. And that's how my parents were, too. They always kind of, like, brush it off. They're like, well, whatever you're feeling, stop feeling it and distract yourself with something. Yeah. Like, just stop feeling whatever you're feeling. Yeah. I, I distract like, yourself go start do go do something go do something productive yeah with your life yeah definitely I, I feel a lot for like a lot of like the older generations like whenever like kids uh their children would try to vocalize like you know express like hey i'm you know i'm feeling depressed i don't know how to explain it but i feel like this is what i'm feeling their their main response was like what do you have to be depressed about yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like that's not it's like, like that's you're not a kid. Thing. Like, why are you depressed? Why are you feeling sad? You're a kid. You have no responsibility. <laughs> like, your only responsibility is to go to school Rona. and do your work. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's like, like, that's not like, that's not like, I don't, that's not a healthy thing to do, you know, to say, or it's not a healthy response to say to your child that's like going through depression. Because what if they're really like going through it? You know, like, what mm-hmm. if like, their last ditch effort, like, was to talk to their parents about it before, you know, they ultimately try to, you know, commit the S word. Or, like, just in general hurt, or just hurt, in them, general. hurt themselves. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I, I see that in a lot of immigrant parents. Like, they're just, it, that's because they, they didn't grow up with that stuff. They didn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of, like, people now, a lot of, People of, like, color, culture, Mm -hmm. like, different ethnicities are getting into that mental health and, like, learning about it and Mm -hmm. educating themselves. So now it's it's not a stigma to talk about it, you know, because we've realized that just about everybody has dealt with some kind of depression, anxiety Mm -hmm. in their lives. Yeah. So 
I know now I can at least talk about it within the younger generation in my family, and mm-hmm. they they get it, they understand it. Whereas some of the older generation, they still they're still not there. It doesn't. They don't comprehend they just, it. Yeah, they just think you're just soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's not healthy. That's you should be able to talk to people about it. You should. Especially go to parents. therapy, yeah. yeah. And you, your parents, regardless if they fully understand it or not, I feel like you should still vocalize how you feel, yeah, your emotions, right. because it's it's important. Yeah. You need to be heard. Which brings us to our first sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm just kidding. I wish we were sponsored. <laughs> not yet. Maybe in the future. <laughs> um, but no, definitely. Yeah, like, I just, I, I, I think, you know, for at least like the older generations, I, I'm, they felt it too. For sure. Yeah, they know. just didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was or they just couldn't talk about it. And I just feel like, you know, from if they did, you know, vocalize it, which, you know, I don't know if they did or not. I'm sure they did. But even if they did, they would kind of get the same treatment from their parents. Like, you know, you know, suck that shit up. You like, know? get over it. Get over it. Yeah. And then they just, it's like a vicious, it's like a chain. Uh, yeah. Know? And it takes somebody to like break it. Yeah. So they just put their foot down and be like, hey, you know what? I don't, you know, that's not right, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely, like, that's not... I, I think my parents are, <clears throat> at least my mom, at least, because she's kind of the more um, hardened one, I guess, so to speak. She's starting to understand more about, like, mental health um, and, you know, how to talk about it and just mm-hmm. kind of be more open to it. Yeah. Which I never understood from her because, you know what, she she's also, she's a medical assistant, Okay, and she has worked in the field, the medical field, for I mean, close to twenty years now. And a lot of one thing I've noticed about uh, Filipino parents, at least, or Filipino moms, is that they will work in the medical field as nurses or medical assistants, whatever it may be, and st- they they won't believe in the science of things. Yeah. <laughs> that to well, me I mean, make and sense. I I feel like it also depends, like. Did they grow up in some kind of religious? Well, even at that, way. They, they still got into the field, and like you, you learn these things. It's science. Yeah, it's numbers, and that you know, it's it's all fact. It's on you there's read it, data. you learn about it. Yeah. yeah, it's there's data on it, but you you know you still don't believe in it because of whatever religion or the way you grew or up. just culture. Just yeah, that's how things were. That's how things are. Yeah. This is how we did things for years, and it's worked. Yeah, till this day, <laughs> and this is what my grandma always said. You've heard it before. In my in my parents' house, there's tile downstairs, and when it gets cold, my grandma would say, "Hey, put your put your slides on, put your slippers on, because if you don't, then you're gonna get arthritis." Yeah. And my mom would say the same thing. Hey. Put your slippers on. It's cold outside. If you know, you're going to get arthritis. I'm like, Mom, you work in the medical field. You know that's not how it works. Yeah. That's not... You know the science, but you just don't choose not to believe in it, Mom. Come on. Yeah. It's all those, like, wise tales kind of yeah. things. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, But, oh, my God, we're already at almost an hour of talking. <laughs> yeah, this is a big, broad topic that can be talked about, like, for For hours, Yeah, for hours, for sure. All right, well, yeah, we're an hour in. I mean, I guess... We could just we'll go ahead and wrap it up right here, because okay. I am kind of hungry. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up right here. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, you know, there's definitely gonna be more episodes with more, uh, more of my friends and you know other topics and stuff like that that we can get into. Uh, but definitely, I don't you know pretty pretty good first 
episode. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I hope people listen to it. And I'm sorry so. for like the no- extra noises and stuff. Like I said, it's our first one. We're just kind of figuring things out here. Yeah. And we'll probably have a better setup as the time goes. Definitely trying to find the groove. Sorry, I've been coughing and clearing my throat all this time. I have corona, I think. I don't know. We'll you see. haven't even gotten tested yet, so I, I wouldn't even say that. If knock on wood. <laughs> but... Anyway, yeah, thanks guys for tuning in uh, to the Are You Ready to Ramble po- Are You Ready to Ramble podcast. Sorry, I have an accent. Um, but yeah, stick around for future episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much.